It's time for Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair in West Reading. Got a question about your vehicle? Give us a call at 610-374-8800 or 888-401-0459. So let's get started with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. Here's Tom and Ashley. Good evening. Thank you for joining us. This is Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley. This Hello. Is Ashley. And I'm Tom. And Tom. Oh, to Ooh, wow. Ooh. Oh, sorry. Oh, wow. Man, I got it. Down getting dangerous in here. Mike a little bit. There we go. So, good evening. How is everybody? I'm wonderful. Okay, good. I'm not sick. There we go. No. Ooh. Not yet. Okay. We don't know, though. No. You're not no, sick. We're, we're even healthy. If you, even if you were sick, it wouldn't matter because you're young and healthy. No. And that's all that yeah. matters. I'm young. I wouldn't say I'm healthy. Well, you don't, you're not immunocompromised. No. So that's anyway, that's not our show. That's that is not our show. Absolutely not. That's right. I couldn't figure out my mic wasn't working right or my earbuds weren't working right. And and I you didn't, didn't plug them in all the way. <laughs> all the way plugged in. Can't hear I am so smart. Anyway, okay. Here we go. Here we go. And that was a good in, in beginning yeah, to the show. Exactly. <laughs> Yay! Way to go, Ash. Anyway, <laughs> so it's still light out. That makes that's me happy. awesome. Yeah. That is a fantastic. We're going to walk out happening. of the studio tonight, and it'll still be nice and yeah. bright, and the sun will be shining. It shun- will be, well, yeah, because it'll be cloudy, but it'll, be cloudy, it'll still but be bright. Yeah, because the sun sets like seven o'clock tonight, which is awesome. Question for you, though. Yes, sir. Did you were you able to change the um, clock on your car? Uh, on the Mustang, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you just, changed the one on the in the Fiesta. Yeah. Yeah. That's always like. Whenever we have the time change, <laughs> we always get a couple people stop by like, hey, I can't change the clock. You yeah. know, and we always change the clock for Well, you couldn't more. figure out how to change the clock in the Jeep, so, the loaner that we have. You're no, like, why is this? I can't. Why is this so difficult? Have, so it had one of the old style clocks in it where you had to get a pen. And yeah. You have to push a button in really far. A little tiny radio little button. A little tiny button mm-hmm. there. And uh, I didn't have a pen that reached far enough. Mm-hmm. I actually had to get a pen with a longer tip to be able to, to adjust the time in it. And I was like so really aggravated, but we, uh, we took a car back, uh, yesterday to somebody over in, where's that, uh, green, green uh, acres is no, the place. No, green, green hills. Acres, green hills. Yeah. Took it back over to green hills. <laughs> I almost got Tyler to crack. Oh my God. Almost. <laughs> so close. He's smiling. I can't get a full chuckle out of him though. Anyway. So anyway, I'm, we were pulling in and I looked down and the clock's off. And for I, a customer car. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And getting ready to drop it off, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, man, I should adjust that clock. Mm-hmm. I couldn't for the life of me figure out how to do it. It was a little Honda Civic. I had to pull myself. I pulled my cell phone out, and I Googled it. Yeah. And I'm like, how to change a clock on this car. <laughs> and sometimes and, that's the easiest way to do it. I mean, because you can't even, sometimes you can't even go into the owner's manual. Exactly. Because it's not in there. Yeah. Or it's like super thick. And you're yeah. trying to page through it, and you're yeah. like, where is how to change the clock? Yeah. You know, you do it twice a year. Yeah. But, you sometimes know, you don't you, do it often. Sometimes you don't even do it. You just subtract an hour. Exactly. <laughs> and then you're like, woo, my, hey, my clock's the right it's time right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that happens sometimes. So, you yeah, know. Anyway. And, yeah. That's just, we, you know, every every year the clocks, they always get you. Mm-hmm. And, and we do it quite a bit. You mm-hmm. know, it's like... But if you have an issue setting the, your clock, you know, yeah. stop by the shop. Stop by. 
yeah. stop by. We can help you change it. Not a and, big deal. Uh, come fall, we can do the same thing again. And mm-hmm. if we have to look it up, we'll probably have to look it up again in fall. Most likely. It's, clocks are just there. The radios are always yeah, unique. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody has to have a different way. Some auto update, though. Yeah, and that's the funny thing about the Fiesta is I thought mine would auto update, and we were in the car, and you're like, "Are you going to change your clock?" And I'm like, "Oh, I, I, because yeah. it's because I think because it's connected because it's it's connected to my phone, and I'm like, well, why would it not auto update from my exactly. phone? And and it doesn't, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you it's would just, you would think it would yeah. pick it up. Yeah, you know, everything's connected. You mm-hmm. would think it would just automatically pick it up, mm-hmm. but you know, you have all this technology now. Mm-hmm. You're like. The clock doesn't update automatically. You're like, what is this? Our, why, why our, does time, it not? our time clock at the shop does. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. Oh, I guess it would. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I don't even The time clock even, at the shop does. I but, don't even pay attention but to that. The, the, the cars don't. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Why? Geniuses. I don't know. So I, we are taking your calls, and we're talking about anything that you want to talk about, 610-374-8800 or our 800 number, 888-401-0459. Give us a call. We can talk about anything you'd like to talk about. So tonight, though, you know, some topics that we saw of mm-hmm. of interest was I was paging through some news stuff, mm-hmm. and I saw that Tesla has built their one millionth car. When did they actually start producing vehicles that were that was that were um, vehicles that were commercial, like widely available, not just like the test ones? I I'm not sure. Um, have to the, the data that I saw was they've been building cars for 12 years. 12 years. I, yeah. Okay. So 2008 was, was when they were building, started building cars. Okay. I don't know if that's when they started selling them or if that mm. they started building them and they put the first couple test models out then okay. or what, what it was. What was the name of the first model? The one that Elon Musk put oh. into space with a mannequin in it? It wasn't an S. It was something else. I can't remember. I don't remember. But anyway, you know, well prepared so, we are. Well, right? <laughs> I, you're asking questions that I didn't bother looking up. Well, so. this is this but is also anyway, the stump Tom. Stump yeah. Tom hour. Well, I'm I'm not a a huge knowledge base of Teslas. Yeah, I mean, we true. have four that come in the shop, yeah. and we have to look up how to change. It. Well, actually, they change the <laughs> clock in their on they their should, own on yeah. an update. Yeah, yeah, they do. But some of them, um, the Model Three that we had in kicked my butt when I went to try to open it up because <laughs> the Model 3 actually, which is the smaller sedan, yeah, they use your cell phone and Bluetooth to be able, as you walk up to the car, it will identify you yes, and, op- and the door handle will come out mm-hmm. and you'll be able to open up the door and get in. If you take it in for service, there's a little card that you have and you have to wave it by a camera, and it reads the code. Oh. And I didn't know that because I thought it was like the Model S, oh. the, the big one, the Model S, yeah. where if you have the card in your pocket, it will sense the card as you walk up. Yeah, so but this is I like was a standing, valet key, the yeah. equivalent of valet key. It's essentially, yeah. So when you go to valet it, mm-hmm. it you can give this card to somebody, and they are able to valet the car. So I'm standing there thinking, like, why isn't the door handle coming out in this <laughs> Yeah, because it has to come out to yeah, present itself. Yeah, exactly. The door handle has to come out so you're able to open the door. And I'm like, this thing kicked my butt. Like, I remember what it does. It was like, it took me like five minutes. Doesn't, doesn't you, like, push in one side and it pops out or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. 
but it, it doesn't allow you to it they don't they do it totally different on the different cars okay and and you know the s was so much easier because you walked up to it and the handle came out mm-hmm. but the three doesn't do that yeah. so i'm like i spent like five minutes trying to figure <laughs> out how now, like, to what is open going the door on, on this car <laughs> How do I open the door in this car? It's the stump Tom five exactly. minutes with the Tesla. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, Poor Tommy. so, you know, we, we, you have all this technology and it's great when you're the driver because sure. it's, it's linked to your phone. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't think about it. You walk up, you know, now we brought it in to do a state inspection, rotate the tires and. Do we do an emissions on it? I'm just kidding. No, cause it's electric. <laughs> but I'm bumps. Sorry. No, no emissions. I go. I go. No emissions. It's electric. Yes. Boogie, woogie, woogie. That's what Sorry. I was waiting for. That's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for the electric slide. I am having such a hard time staying on topic here. I'm sorry. I know. You're like all over. Oh, God. So. It's been so, kind of a weird day. But yeah, it's been a, it's been an odd day everywhere. Yeah. I think everybody can agree. Yeah. This has been a non-traditional day. Yeah. You know. Of, yeah. Of, I mean, the sun the, came the, out. Kind of. Yeah, the sun came know. out this afternoon. Yeah. It's the middle of March. It's ex- it's really warm. warm for the middle of March. The mm-hmm. beginning of the week was absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody would argue with days like that. No. But anyway. Uh, so we digress. Anyway, so back to you're Tesla. So hard I to know. Stay on I topic. know. I'm trying to stay on topic and you're trying to lead me off into nowhere and, and ask me questions about <laughs> okay. stuff that keep I'm, going. Yeah. So Anyway, Tesla built their millionth vehicle. Yes. Right. So, and it's their new Model Y, which is a mid-sized SUV. What is a mid-sized SUV? Um, it'd be like what your be equivalent, it, uh, like your Ford Escape, your okay. um, your uh, Toyota Rav Four, okay, CRV, uh, Honda CRV. Okay. Uh, I think it's a Terrain. GMC from like, terrain, yeah, GMC terrain. Okay, I can't think of what the the matching Acadia. Yeah, no, that one's a big one. That's a bigger one. Yeah, I don't, I can't off the top of my head remember, but um, those oh, like midsize, midsize SUVs. Mm-hmm. So, and they brought it out. So this made me think. The U.S. government's had been giving tax credits mm-hmm. for these cars mm-hmm. for a bunch of years. I'm like. You know, if they produced a million cars, when did the tax credits end for these? So I started looking around, and they actually ended at the beginning of the year. So um, so the tax credits that were actually planned out over the time, um, you actually had $7,500 in tax credits, which really made the cars, you know, the expensive Teslas that they, they built mm-hmm. um, a little more I would say a little more affordable. Yeah, not, a little more palatable. A little more palatable. Yeah. Still expensive. Still very expensive, yeah. So, um, but once they actually sold 200,000 cars, the they then had like six months where they would half the amount, the $7,000 amount, down to $3,500. And it would be $3,500 for six months and then mm-hmm. they'd half it again and it would be like that for six months and then they would uh, get rid of it altogether down to zero. So they actually produced that in that year and a half. They actually 
went from 200,000 to a million cars in that year and a half with oh, their smaller yeah. model. Wow. Yeah. They kind of they kind of worked that system from the government. Yeah. So, okay, we have to take a yep. really quick break. We're t- are taking your call 610-374-8800 and we'll be right back. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. And we're back. Thank you for joining us. This is Ashley and Tom from Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley. Hello. So we were talking about um, uh, emissions, and I was trying to keep trying to uh, derail Tommy with, yep. but he's super yep. super pinpoint I'm, focused I'm, on yep. the things he wants to talk about. Yep. So and anyway, so the the question I asked him um, during break is. The seventy five hundred dollars would go mm-hmm. to the purchaser of the vehicle. Exactly. So, <clears throat> the manufacturer is just under, understanding that you know there would be a a, a benefit to the, mm-hmm. the purchaser. Yep. So it was to entice the purchaser to actually buy that car mm-hmm. because it was emerging technology. Usually, emerging technology is not always the greatest. Right. And it's, you know, and it's more expensive. But, and it's more expensive. You know, honestly. But it has a little bit of exclusivity to it. Right. So, you know, you get to be the person that has the new shiny thing mm-hmm. that's different. Mm-hmm. But, and they wanted to, the government was trying to go and get a lot more people interested in yeah. electric vehicles. Sure. Yeah, and that's a, that's a good way to get people, even especially someone who is going to buy a vehicle. They're like, "Oh, I want to buy an electric vehicle, but um, you know, I it's kind of expensive, and mm-hmm. and you know, but this that could sway someone just a exactly. little bit to just say, okay, I'll give it a try, because I mean, but that was on a purchase, not a lease, though, right? Yeah, it, it, it was on a purchase. purchase. Yeah, okay. it was on a purchase. So, and they did that, and Tesla kind of slowly built their company up until they came out with that Model 3, mm-hmm. which was their midsize sedan that was, that's a little more sized for, and a little more priced with other sedans mm-hmm. in the same area. Yeah. So, they kind of did that and kind of held back until they hit that 200, that 200,000 car limit before they started putting these uh, lower-cost models out because, you know, everybody would be looking at, oh, you know, if I could buy a Tesla Model 3 for Mm $35,000, get a $7,500 credit back Mm -hmm. on it, they would sell a lot of threes. Right. But they wouldn't be able to have enough production. They wanted to have people who were going to buy the more expensive models get the bigger tax break, essentially. Yeah, so so they would put... put out the the model and got the tax break on the more expensive model mm-hmm. and then put out a little bit less expensive model and, and got then did half the, sm- the ta- yeah, half got the half tax the tax break. break which i mean which kind of makes sense because you don't want to i mean they were trying yeah they were trying to use it as a program to incentivize people to buy yeah but you, know? you also don't want to put a big a, a little incentive well, on a more expensive car. Yeah, you wanna, you're not going to sell as many. Right. So you put a larger incentive on a more expensive mm-hmm. vehicle, and it's kind of like the sliding scale of percentages. So how I look at it. So the craziest thing about it is he's been able to Elon Musk has a, has been able to build a business out of making a I I won't say emissions free because there's still emissions in the actual building of the car but the driving of the car is mm-hmm. essentially emissions free i mean technically yeah i mean you still have to you still have to charge it get, where's the charging come from and yep. as as you my know, friend ryan would say unicorn parts you know 
Uh, Ryan. Love Ryan. So, so anyway, I well, the reason I wanted to bring up Tesla was there was another news article I saw earlier in the week that caught my attention. Mm-hmm. And this one actually had to do with diesel emissions. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to bring up the Tesla stuff early on, kind yeah. of talk about the people who are, have the zero emission driving car into, this, into, into the, the heavy polluters that got fined this exceptional week. Exceptional polluters exactly. that got fined. Yes. So um, there was a TV show on the Discovery Channel yes. that had to do with diesel trucks. Yes, modifying diesel trucks. Modifying diesel trucks. Like heavily modified diesel trucks in not just engine, but in body and mm-hmm. like six doors and, and that kind of crazy giant, stuff. Giant, giant crazy trucks. stuff. Yeah, six by sixes and that kind of thing. So um, they had to show on and they showed a lot of these vehicles that these guys had built actually had the emissions equipment removed from them. So removed. Removed. Yeah. And they would blow the black smoke mm-hmm. and everything like that. And these guys got famous by um, going up. They were on YouTube originally. Okay. Yeah. They're originally they on started. YouTube. Yeah. And the thing was they would build these trucks that blew all kinds of black smoke and they would go out and find somebody driving a Prius down the road. Right. And, just they would dust have, them. They would basically like crop dust them, make yeah. it so black that you couldn't see why you were driving. Mm-hmm. So, which is like, I mean, come yeah. on, exactly. I mean, what what, what do does you, it do? What do you need? What is? What are you missing in your life that you have to do something like that? I, I mean, don't know. I mean, that's just so insane. And the crazy part of it is, when you see a diesel truck blowing black smoke. It's not running efficiently. Correct. The black smoke is unburned fuel. Unburned fuel. Yep. Yes. So it is literally dollars coming out of the tailpipe. <laughs> black black smoky dollars running through the engine and coming out the tailpipe. Exactly. Or the so, wherever the pipe is. Yep. So that's all unburned fuel. Yeah. So you're essentially costing yourself more to go down the road. Yeah. And then whenever that happens, you know, whenever you make it blow smoke. But anyway, so there was a physician's group out in Utah where these guys were at that actually went and bought one of their trucks. Yeah. They went and bought one of these trucks that they built, shipped it to a testing center in Colorado, and they found out that it produced, uh, I think it was 36 times the amount of pollution Yes. than the truck uh, was originally equipped with to put out. Mm-hmm. So out around Salt Lake City, Utah, I they were saying it sits between two mountain ranges. Yeah, like it's and, a little valley. Yeah, it sits down in Salt Lake City, sits in a valley. And they have a lot of the problems with smog. Just like and, Los Angeles. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Los Angeles, because the wind doesn't clear the smoke out. Mm-hmm. So what these physicians did, you know, they saw all these trucks driving around, blowing all kinds of black smoke, and they thought, and then they saw these guys have a TV show showing them. Basically profiting off of polluting the environment. Exactly. And being like environment, like bullies. Yeah. So, So they decided, well, we'll try to buy one of their trucks. And then they took them to court Mm -hmm. for violating the Clean Air Act, which is a federal offense. And the original lawsuit 
that they brought against him was for $4.4 million. Million dollars. And that did not include um, the, that was the, original. the plaintiff's um, court, uh, legal fees. Yes. Which would have been another 1.2, or that is $1.2 million. Yes. So the judge actually put a judgment against them for $851,000. It's amazing. Plus, they Plus have to pay attorney fees. the attorney fees. Yeah. So, for a total of two million dollars. I and I, I, I have to say that I am glad that this is happening because Dieselgate was a big deal with VW. Mm-hmm. It was a very, mm-hmm. very big deal. But I don't think people under really stood the magnitude of what was going on with Dieselgate because they were. It was a cheating device. Exactly. It was a cheating program. Whereas these guys are just like. Look, let's see what we can do. We could put a lot of black yeah. smoke in the environment. Yeah. And, you know, people are like, well, that it doesn't affect me. It really does affect it does. everybody. It actually, the the stuff that all this new emissions equipment is correcting on diesel trucks actually reduces acid rain. Mm-hmm. So all the stuff that um, they say, you know, well, they, they're like, well, it doesn't get as good a fuel mileage. Well, it's still cleaner coming out of the tailpipe. Right. It doesn't contribute to acid rain, which eats pain away, mm-hmm. which ruins a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're 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 basically not a not contributing to this excess yes. stuff yeah. going in. And I think that's that was just what was so offensive with me. And, and I never watched these individuals on the television because I thought they were just kind of obnoxious to begin with. So, but I, I mean, and I hate to see someone's downfall like this, but yeah. they really have to, you can't just go around doing these kinds of things and be so blatantly disrespectful of the, the laws that are put in place. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. we're going to, we're going to take a really quick break. Uh, 610-374-8800. Give us a call. We are taking your, talking to you right now. So we'll be right back after these messages. We're back with more Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley from King's Auto Repair. And welcome back. This is Idle Talk on 830 AM WEU and 1160 WBYN. Oh, I haven't done that, have I? No, you haven't. But, oh, man. Oh, that's all right. Find my, Wait, I, you know what? I might, I, might, I might not say it for a couple weeks, and then we'll see if you can remember it. Okay. Um, so we were talking about um the individuals that will rename name yeah. uh, remain nameless um mm-hmm. out in utah that are um, blatant disregard for uh the environment yep but um i wanted to ask i wanted to go back to the electric vehicles just mm-hmm. for a minute because i'm not exactly sure the the plug chargers that are like the the like the charging stations that are around the, mm-hmm. the people that the tesla's putting in are, is that? I mean, like we had a we had a plug in. I don't know. I think you're gonna. I think I know what you're gonna ask me. Are they are, universal? I don't know. Okay. I don't know because I haven't gone and like checked them out. Okay, because we had um we uh, had a plug in Prius. Toya, yep. Um, earlier this this weekend, Dan, you were taking a closer look at the at the the charging port. Yes, and because I had never seen one, and I was like, yeah. oh, let's take a, a closer look at this charging port, yeah. so we know what we're. Because I mean, Nissan Nissan makes the Leaf and Chevy makes the Volt and uh, of course Tesla and then there's um, uh, Toyota. I mean, this this Prius. I actually shot a picture of the dashboard. Um, Seventy two point seven miles per gallon. That's pretty good. That's 
pretty good. Yeah. I'd I'd take that all day. All day. Even with the gas prices coming down, I'd yeah. still take that all day. Well, and and when Dan said, oh, 72 miles per gallon, I said, man, when I was a teenager, I drove a rabbit diesel that was getting 50 miles to the gallon, but it didn't have a turbo, and it was the slowest thing I have uh-huh. ever driven. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was zero to 60, and hold on, we're getting there. Oh, not not yet. <laughs> you know. 20 seconds later. Yeah. It's like first and second gear was like one, two. <laughs> yep. All if my over. dad's listening right now, I know he's laughing. So yeah. because yeah. he loved and his and yes. his Toyota Plenty Corolla. My dad had a Toyota Corolla diesel that he commuted to back and forth to Philadelphia. It was a Corolla um hatch wagon. Ah. I don't know if and and Dan's like, Oh, those are not around it very much and I'm like, No, no. I think he special ordered it. No. So he yeah. loved that thing. That was like his pride those, and joy. Those 80s diesel cars got really good fuel mileage. They, it, they did. They really did. They also weren't very good for the environment. But no. They got great fuel mileage. They did. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I also, uh, really quick before we go into the um, the other items, uh, wanted to talk about the um, diesel engines and diesel vehicles that aren't that don't come to the states. There are the, a lot in um, Europe and the and extremely England. efficient ones that yeah. they don't bring over here that get yeah. really awesome gas mileage. Yes. Those, yes. those right there. Yes. What oh. is that all about? Okay. Tell me. Tell me. So, Thomas, because I don't. All know. right. So here's the whole thing with with diesel in the United States. The diesel fuel in the United States is not good. So okay. that's. Plain and simple. Over in Europe, the fuel has a lot more stringent regulations on it. Okay. And the diesel over there is a lot cleaner okay. and a lot uh, runs a lot better, okay. essentially. Runs cleaner. It runs cleaner. And the physical physicality of it is cleaner. Is, yes. Okay. The, the fuel is actually a clean is cleaner than here. Okay. So here, instead of regulating the fuel... They regulate the emissions equipment. Ew. If they were to regu- regulate the fuel, your fuel cost would go up, but you could get rid of some of this emissions equipment because oh. they'll change the way the fuel's composed, which will help reduce the emissions. Okay. So over in Europe, they have a lot of cars that get like 75 miles to the gallon on, on a, diesel. On diesel. With now, no turbos. No, they have turbos. They do, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, Yeah. They're, they're trying to make them really small and compact. Yeah. You know, they're not big engines and they're not big power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't have a lot of horsepower, but they have a lot of torque, mm-hmm. which is what gets the car moving. Mm-hmm. So being that they have a lot of torque, the car will actually pull out and start to, to move pretty good. Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't have a lot of horsepower, which is the power that you feel when the car revs up much higher. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Excuse, Excuse me. me. So, <laughs> so the fuel over there is much better. Okay. So they don't have the emissions equipment on those engines that we have on the engines here. Okay. Now, I get it. things are starting to change around the world, and they're starting to add our emissions equipment onto their cars over there. So I believe in a couple more years we're going to start seeing those cars coming those engines coming over here but being modified a little bit to run on our fuel that isn't as good well that was kind of my next question is if we were to bring a current diesel vehicle that's in england or wherever over here would it still be able to run the same or efficiently or at all well 
you can't bring one over here until it's 25 years old. Oh. Because it won't meet the emission standards. Oh. Okay. So, like, if you were to, like, um, some of the German car companies, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know if uh, BMW does it, but I know Mercedes and Porsche do it, Mm -hmm. that you can buy a car. And go over and pick it up at the factory, drive it through Europe, mm-hmm. and then have it loaded on a container and shipped over here. Volvo used to do that, too. Okay. Well, so I'm sure they all do, though. Yeah, they probably all do. Because they want you to come and see everything. See their factory. Yeah. Yes, because you're buying a, you know, a, a, I'll say elitist type of car. Mm, yeah. So, you know, it, so those cars that they make there will actually have... American emissions equipment on it. Okay, because so, it's coming over because here. it's coming over here. Yeah. So it will be made for this market. Yeah. So if they don't meet the emissions requirement, you cannot import them to this country. Okay. They have to pass emissions. They have to pass emissions here in the states to be able to be shipped here. But technically, they still would if we had the better quality. Yes, but they cool. don't have some of the emissions equipment okay. on them in Europe that yeah. they have on here. Yeah, I understand. So yeah. they can't ship them here. I understand. Now, if you were to retrofit them and have the EPA test it when you brought it over here, you would be able to, you would be able to import it. Okay. But it would have to meet those standards for that model year that the government put down. Okay, I understand. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it can be done, okay. but it's going to cost you even it cost, more. It would cost more. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so uh, Joe uh, has a question or has a comment about emissions and pollution. Hi, Joe. Hello, how are you? Good. Good. I wanted to talk about um, some. You're talking about the environment, you know, and some of the stuff. Uh, you told her spit into the environment. Mm-hmm. My daughter is in environmental studies, so we have this conversation quite a bit about, you know, the environment, saving the earth, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. My biggest question is if you have. Probably two of the biggest consuming nations in the world, China and India, which aren't com- basically aren't complying to any of this. Yes. Aren't we just kind of spinning our wheels here in the United States? If, really, I mean, I'm not saying we don't. I'm not saying don't do anything about this. But it's not what I'm suggesting. But if they're not complying, what different? Why are we paying the price? <laughs> I just don't I, understand. Yeah. It. No, I understand. I totally understand what you're saying, and and that's a that's a legitimate concern, and and I've all, honestly thought the same thing myself. But there is some, we have to set a precedent as a large consuming country about these kinds of things. And China wants to sell to us. So they will eventually. And the the other thing with China, too, is they are having the emissions problems that we had during the industrial age right now. Right. They're having those. Yeah. So they're. The cities are are covered in smog. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it just seems to me. That, you know, Americans are paying the price and, you know, we probably should have, you know, for all these years of what we're doing. And that's fine. And, I, and again, my daughter's in this. So it's always a nice discussion. We have it's an intelligent discussion. That's yeah. why I'm calling you guys because you seem like two intelligent people. I appreciate I that. I have this conversation with people <laughs> who aren't intelligent, you know. <laughs> Thank but, you very much. What, <laughs> what I don't understand is this, though. You talk about emissions, right? How come we live in Berks County? You have to have emissions. You can pop into Schuylkill County, which you don't have to have emissions. That, to me, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I agree. However, yeah. it's population density. 
Yeah. I understand that, too, but, you know, the wind blows whatever way it's going to blow. Right. And, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. To me, it's like, okay, you guys, you have to have a mission here, but you don't have a mission there. It's like, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, no. I, I don't know. The, the law seems kind of screwy, and, you know, I just, it's, a lot of it's head-scratching. I really, know, it really is to me. I really wish it would be just Pennsylvania-wide, well, like so, all of Pennsylvania has to do. I totally it. agree. And when I heard you guys talking about the diesels over here, isn't a lot of that the reason they're not here is because those cars don't live up to the safety standards that we have here? Not so much the uh, gas, yeah. the Some safety of that. stuff. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bit. My understanding is it's quite a bit. Oh, okay. Well, that may, yeah, that may be the case because, I mean, hardly the cars come over here anyway, so. Yeah, I mean, the United States. And also, one, way, oh, one more thing I want to talk to you guys real quick because I think quick and I talk quick. And I okay. get to talk <laughs> I'm listening. Okay. States, now they've done studies that states that don't have inspection really don't have much less fatality accident rates than we do here in Pennsylvania. What would it, why can't we just get rid of inspection if that's the case? Is it kind of a money racket type of thing? Have you ever driven um, in one of those states that doesn't have any kind of inspection and see how many I dead know, cars are? I've been in Florida quite dead? a bit and I see, I see them make convertibles and they didn't really put a lot of thought into it and they didn't put cross beams underneath the car and you have them sagging in the middle. Yeah, I've seen it. Dead cars on the road. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It is, and I get that, but I mean, inspection, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to stay, I'm 55. They were doing it twice a year here back in the day, which to me oh, is yeah. complete overkill. Absolutely. You know? And it's like, I think a lot of, not saying you guys are sure you're a reputable business, you know, but a lot of these inspection stations, you bring a woman in or a, a man who doesn't know a whole lot about a car. Well, you need this, you need that, you need this, you need that. Well, what's that going to cost me? That's going to cost you a couple of bucks. Well, what's a couple of bucks? $3,000. And all of a sudden it's like, huh? Yeah. It's like, really? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm what I always, what I, thing. what I always say to a customer is, or what we tell a customer, or these are the things that you'll need for inspection right now. And not like, oh, you need this, you need that, you need this. No, no. What do I need right now? And that's really an informed consumer. You know, just saying like, okay, well, does this pass right now? No? Okay. Does this pass now? Yes? Okay. So, I mean, that, the, those, just asking, asking the questions is just really important for, for us to just have, have an informed consumer come in and, and we want to, we want to make that information. We want to tell them, yes, this yeah. is good. That, yes, this is going bad, but it still can't technically passes now. So, you know. I mean, don't you guys, your shops make quite a bit of money off of inspections? Depends. Uh, um, honestly, honestly. I mean. Because I'm going to tell you why I'm saying that. Because my brother-in-law owns, is a, I'm not going to say, he's into, he owns part of a big tire dealership in this area. And he told me, we will not go into other states that do not have inspection. I said, well, why not? He said, because we don't, we don't make any money. It's where we make all our money off inspection. Oh, that's why I'm throwing it out there. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. I can't get deep into that conversation as much as I would like to. But, right. I mean, well, we still, there, there's still, you bring your car in, if you're a good shop, you're going to say, it doesn't necessarily have to be a Pennsylvania State Inspection, but if we do an oil change and we notice things are, other things are wrong with your car, we're going to say, hey, you should take a look at these things. You oh, should. Yeah, I've had people, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I told, yeah, you're yeah. right about that. I yeah. just, you know, getting back to the original topic, though, like I said, with the, where I started out with, with the, you know, with the pollutant stuff to the environment. And believe me, I want to leave my kids and my grandkids a beautiful world like I was left. And like, you know, again, unless we get these other countries, and that requires a politician, I can't mm-hmm. go to China and tell them. You yeah. know? And to me, you know, it's like, come on, they're going to get on board or, you know, we're not here. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, we have to, the Americans are like, Saddling the brunt of it, I feel. But we're also setting the precedent too. Is the precedent being followed though? It's like where we're spinning. It will be eventually. I believe it will be eventually. 
people when, when you say I, eventually, what's eventual? I, I, years, I, 20 years, 100 years? I think no. these these coming generations here, um, your younger people, are going to set this precedent. Absolutely, yeah. That's what I believe. Yeah. Because okay, well, that's, that's helpful. Yeah. yeah. I, I believe... I believe your twenty-somethings are. You they know, care. They, they care. care. I, a I lot. Really... Yeah, they do. They do. My, my daughter's twenty. She does. That's why she got environmental studies because she does care. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think more than we did, unfortunately. You yeah. know, and I think we, we took things for granted, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's not too late to turn this whole thing around, yeah. right? And thank she... you guys. It was wonderful speaking. Oh, yeah. I'll thank you, Joe. Because I talk too much. <laughs> thank <laughs> you, thank Joe. you, Joe. All right. Well, bye. All right. Bye. We'll be right back. We're back with more Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley from King's Auto Repair. And we're back. Thank you for joining us. This is Ashley and Tom from Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> On 830 AM WU and 1160 WBYN. There you go. Working it out. That's right. So Joe actually brought up some points yeah. there in his call mm-hmm. that we were actually getting ready to hit on. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, there's actually a bill that passed this past summer in the Pennsylvania Senate Mm -hmm. to change the emissions laws. Um, It originally started out with that they wanted to get rid of emissions testing in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. So, and what these lawmakers didn't realize when they started this was the, this bill, if they were to get rid of emissions testing, the federal government will pull road tax dollars that they give Pennsylvania. Oops. Yeah. Okay. So they have to actually, even if they were to vote to get rid of it, they might not even be able to get rid of it. They might be able to change it in a couple counties, yeah. but it depends on population density. Yeah, and this, this is what I'm, I'm looking at right now. Um, I found one of the articles, but c- go ahead. Yeah. So... You know, they wanted to change. So I guess the revised bill, what started out to get rid of emissions testing altogether, has now changed to try to remove a couple counties from it. Unfortunately, Berks County is not one. Neither is Lancaster. They're mostly counties outlying around Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Yeah, around Pittsburgh and I think up around like Wilkes-Barre area. Okay. Well, it says this emissions tests are required in 25 of Pennsylvania's mm-hmm. 67 counties based on population and proximity to major metro areas like Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Yeah. So, and it's kind of a misconception that because you live in one of these non-emission counties that you don't get an emissions inspection. Right. You are actually getting one. It's a visual inspection. Mm-hmm. And um, it actually gets done with the safety inspection. So um, when they change the laws and they added some of these northern tier counties in, what they call them, like the lower density, not like around us, but I think like Combing County. Okay, yeah. And some of the others like Mid-north. around like, yeah, Mid-North, mm-hmm. you know, where your Wilkes-Barre, Scranton and all the, you know, around there. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually have a little bit different program than here up up there, when they hook it to a machine, they test the gas cap okay. to see if the gas cap's good, mm-hmm. and they do a visual inspection, Okay, which is what we do down here on a 95 or older car. Okay. Now, if you're in a non-emissions county, what they do during the inspection, there's a different inspection sheet that has a couple extra places you have to fill out when you inspect the car. 
that you have to sign off that this car has its emissions equipment on it. That it has not been deleted. That it has not been so tampered with. It still has a catalytic converter. It's the mm-hmm. catalytic converter is still working. Well, it has to appear. It has, it has to, to be there, and yes. it has to appear as though it is working. Okay. So if there's a hose that's attached to it for like a vacuum line to actuate a solenoid, it must be attached. If it is off, that is a failure. Okay. That would be a tamper. That would be tampering with it. Mm-hmm. So as long as it's hooked up. And it looks and appears to work, it passes. Yeah. Okay. So on those older cars. Now, the newer cars, when they standardized all the computers in them, that you got your standard codes when you would plug into the port, mm-hmm. those cars in like our county, the state actually mandates a computer that the shop has to buy. And we actually are the facilitator to hook this up. So we test the gas cap put the gas cap on the gas cap tester, and then we actually hook the emissions computer into the computer of your car. And the state runs a program to check and see if they have these things called monitors done, Mm -hmm. which is basically the computer checks that emissions equipment and says it's okay. Right. If all the monitors are, are what we call set and they all passed and there's no codes in the computer, the car will pass emissions. Mm-hmm. But if there's a code in it or not all the monitors are set, which there can be one monitor not set, like somebody cleared it out, drove it a little bit, and then tried to bring it in for emissions testing, right? and not all the monitors would set, mm-hmm. it would not be ready for testing. Right. And that can happen if you change the battery, too, if you don't yeah. put up. Put we see that happen a lot. Yeah. And so, yes. Yeah, the so, battery goes dead, like... Yeah two weeks before you go to get it emissions inspected yeah. and it still hasn't the computer hasn't tested everything yeah. and that's not a malicious thing at all that's just like you didn't put a saver on the battery so yeah. it just and the but, computer loses everything yeah and there's different ways like i know how to drive most vehicles to get the monitors to set mm-hmm. like i'm pretty good at that um because i've been doing it for a long time we'll do a repair and then we'll want to see hey is everything right will the computer pass it mm-hmm. so we send Ashley out to drive them around to make sure everything works like it should and it right. doesn't set a code again. And I have a little route that it usually exactly. works. So. And it works like a charm usually when Ashley does it. Yeah. So, but, you know, just there is some, there might be some changes coming down the road with, with the emissions inspection in PA. It, and this, this, um, bill that I'm looking at or the, the article that I'm looking at says that it, there, there is a long kind of road, if you will, because it has to pass the house, and then mm-hmm. it has to go to the DEP, and yeah. then it has to... I mean, there's a bunch yeah, of things to that has the, to happen. Yeah, it ha- I even... It, like I said, even if the Pennsylvania House, the House and the Senate, and the governor all signed it, but the federal EPA... Kiboshes does, it. Kiboshes it. Yeah. It's a no-go. Yeah. So, and, it, yeah. It, so it can but be... you would so, end up losing all these federal road tax dollars, essentially. Yeah, and actually, the, the road tax dollars started... Um, that's kind of another whole other story about how um, the drinking age is 21 because that was one of the reasons I know in um, Texas the drinking age used to be 18 back in the, I guess it would be the um, yeah, not 70s. That long ago, no. Not that long ago. Yeah, and Texas didn't want to change the drinking age in their state to 21, and the government said, well, then you don't get any uh, tax dollars. And they said, okay, <laughs> never mind. It'll be 21. We're good. 
Yeah. So, um, so that, that really is a, a really important uh, dollar aspect that comes into every state every year. So I don't think that that could be kind of foregone, if you yeah. will. Because it's it's incredibly important. I mean, oh, yeah. you can't get all of your you can't get all of your state uh, road yeah. revenue from gas tax and yeah. and you know yeah, vehicle well, renewals. And the federal government has a tax on on gasoline. Mm-hmm. So you know if we're paying it out but not getting any any back, right? You know that's it's kind of. Yeah. Not the way the tax system is really kind of set up. Yeah. I mean, you know, you kind of want that money back. You know, yeah. what PA residents are paying mm-hmm. into it, you know, you kind of want that money to come back. Absolutely. You know, so it's, it, it's a, it's, you know, you got to play by their rules. Yeah. And, you know? and sometimes the rules are incredibly frustrating, but it does. I mean, honestly, people say, why do we need this? Why do we need that? It does make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the gentleman that called in, Joe, he's like, why is it, why do we need to have, you know, safety inspections. And, you know, it's really for this. It's not, ne- I've said this before. It's not necessarily for your safety. It's just for the safety of people around you. Yeah. Cause things can fall off and, your car and hurt other people. Yeah. And, and we had a caller a couple of weeks back who said, you know, which I agreed with, uh, had the plumbing business that said, you know, when he does plumbing, you know, somebody comes out and inspects it, make mm-hmm. sure it was done right. Right. He goes, you know, you're working on your car in the driveway. Right. You you don't know who that guy is next to you. Yeah. You know, could he put it on? Yeah. Did um, he like put the drain plug in all the way so it's not making an oil slick? Yeah. You know, did he tighten down the yeah. the wheels all the way so you know? It's not making an oil slick going down the road so the guy in the motorcycle riding behind you doesn't slide off and go crashing because right. of the oil coming out. Yeah. I that mean, kind of stuff. I mean, to to me, that's the reason. That's the reason why safety inspections are important. And and a lot of people are like, oh, it's a money grab. It's this. It's that. No. No. It's to make it's to make it's a the, safe, reliable car. It's a safe, reliable car for you and the people around you on the road. Yeah. So, but I I, th- which leads me into another thing I did the other day. Mm-hmm. So, I took we, Ashley and I constantly go through cars, but yeah, uh, yeah it's it's a bad it's a, habit. It's a bad, it's habit, bad yeah. habit. Yeah, it's a bad habit. But um, we actually had a an older Land Cruiser that one of our customers really, really wanted. Mm-hmm. So we had traded him for this Toyota Sequoia, mm-hmm. which we knew needed a whole bunch of work. Right. So I thought, you know what? I know this thing needs a lot of work, and we do our our digital health check mm-hmm. on cars. So, you know, we take a lot of pictures, and we're able to email them or send them to your phone through text and you can actually see what we see mm-hmm. and includes um, videos, too, yeah. of why you may want to consider, you know, repairing it. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the stuff we have it labeled differently of, you know, things that are pretty important, you know, like are going to be like dangerous on the road. Mm-hmm. We have things that are labeled for Pennsylvania State Inspection. You know, if right. it fails Pennsylvania State Inspection, it puts it up in a different category that, hey, this doesn't pass Pennsylvania State Inspection. And just as a caveat there, even if you're not in for Pennsylvania State Inspection, just for, in for an oil yeah. change or anything like that, we'll say if this car were to go through inspection today, uh-huh. this would fail. Exactly. Not saying that you have to fix it at that moment, but it would fail at this moment. Yeah, it wouldn't pass today. Right. So, you know, and the report prints out and it'll tell you that it'll tell you you know 
future repairs you might want to consider down the road. Mm-hmm. And we also have a separate section, which is just recommended maintenance, maintenance you know, yeah. when we do like a fluid check or something like that. So it breaks it out really nice. Um, and I did one of these reports and I actually put it up on our Facebook page. So if you go over to the King's Auto Repair Facebook page, it's uh, currently the top post there, and you click on the link, you can see what one of these reports looks like. Now, I will tell you, I'm feeling a little ashamed about that truck, (laughs) you know, because I I went over what we're going to end up doing to Mm -hmm. that truck, Mm -hmm. and you know we're we're going to do a lot a lot to it you know it we knew it was due it's due for a timing belt by mileage but it's 187,000 on it or 190 190 192 yeah 192,000 so i mean to me that's not i mean the gentleman that we bought it from really loved that vehicle mm-hmm. and he did take good care of it as much and yeah that's kind of a long and story but he stopped driving it for different for reasons. work reasons yeah and so you know he really did but he did yeah he did take good care, Took of, care of it and he's like you know what it's coming due for a whole lot of services right and um he was looking at our land cruiser and he's like i really would like that right so we're like okay okay let's, you know let's, let's do a deal. a deal let's make a deal yeah so but you know it was really it it the report's really interesting so if you have some time go over to the king's auto repair facebook page and click the link and take a look at it. It is essentially a live report that we do, mm-hmm. that we have. And if you have any comments, questions, or tell us something that we can do better, um, leave a comment. Yeah, there. leave a comment for leave sure. Leave a comment. You and know, every we, car we that comes know. through gets one of those. Yeah. Even even if it's like a brand new 2019 oh, yeah. Fiat, which 18 Fiat, which is what we saw like on Tuesday. Yep. It still gets one. Yep. Because you know you can know that we put down the tire specs, we put, yep. put down the brake specs, topped off the um, yep everything. Yep. The pictures of what we did, what we checked, um, what we see. Mm-hmm. So you know, on a newer car, it's really. You know, you'll get pictures of everything looks like brand new. Everything's great. Yeah, everything's great, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, and the picture of the air filter's there, so you know how dirty the air filter is. Right. We're not you know, dirty so yeah. if you don't come back to us the next time, you're going to be like, hold on. You know, you get your oil changed somewhere else, and they're like, your air filter's really dirty. And you're like, hold yeah, on, I-, I got this picture of it the last time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so. that is our show tonight. Um, next week, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I mean, we no. could continue. I don't know. We always say that, like, what are we going to talk about next week? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. So, um, anyway, have a lovely, lovely, lovely weekend, and we will see you next week. And yep. uh, thank you very much. Yep. Good thank night. You.